0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Healthy Obsession Podcast. Hayden, we are finally wrapping up on our most iconic video game franchise bracket. Who will
1: win? Who will lose? You probably already know, but I'm not going to tell you. You're going to have to listen and find out.
0: We, we somehow stretched 64 games into 2.5 weeks of podcast content. Hell yeah, dude. But we do finally wrap it up. We do name a winner and then we get back to some some, some news and I get angry. And I talk about anime for the
1: first time in a long time.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm sure if you had your way, we would just be an anime podcast. Yeah, but then the numbers wouldn't keep going up, so... <laughs> I mean, arguable to say they go up at all. But Oof. hey, uh, enjoy! So what's the state of the actual tournament right now? Is it over? Do we miss it? No, the championship game is
1: tonight at 9:30 Eastern, baby. Oh, uh, okay. I don't I, know. I assume you'll be watching that. I'll try. I, I who knows if I'll stay up for
0: the whole thing. But <laughs> who in, who is uh what what's the game?
1: It is Gonzaga versus Baylor. Gonzaga is going f- is trying to be the first undefeated team since the 1976 Indiana Hoosiers. So, I'm rooting for Baylor.
0: (laughs) Every single day that goes by that I hear the most minimum amount of information about the tournament, I regret not putting money on Gonzaga.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was the safe bet. I could have won on a meme. Oh, yeah. No, it, it was the safe bet going in. I mean, I'm pretty sure most people picked them, but... You can still, like, if you make a bet before the tournament starts, you can usually get pretty good odds, just because it's still crazy that they'd win it. Like, you might have been able to get, like, a, I bet they were almost a 2 or 3 to 1, like, turnout, if you had bet on them, before the tournament started. Which isn't great, but it's, or it's good, but it's not, like, the crazy odds you could get, like, if you had picked UCLA to win, and then... Let's say they beat Gonzaga in that Final Four game, and then win the whole thing. Like they, you would have probably made a shitload of money on just like a ten dollar bet.
0: Sure. Yeah, I I understand and agree with all of that.
1: Uh huh. I mean, you missed you missed a doozy of a buzzer beater in the Gonzaga UCLA game, as I just referenced. That game was amazing. Uh, the Baylor Houston game kind of sucked ass. So, but everyone's getting the matchup. Most people wanted going into the tournament, Gonzaga and Baylor. I think it'll be a really good game, and I'm just looking to be entertained.
0: Hey, for your, for your sake, I hope it is a good game. You know, like I, I don't watch sports, I don't do sports, but I understand sports. I know the appeal. I know it's exciting. So I, I hope it is a good game.
1: It's one of those things, like the, the UCLA-Gonzaga game is one of those where I'm like, man, I just don't get people who don't like sports. Like, you're missing out. It's so, it's so
0: <laughs> entertaining. I love it. Look, man, as we say all the time, who who has the time? I've got so many other stuff, other things that I, I want to invest in that I, I don't have time to dedicate to sports. Like, I'm out here trying to watch... Uh, yeah, I was going to say anime, but I don't even do that. <laughs> You're just playing
1: games and doing personal things.
0: Yeah, yeah <laughs> personal things. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Uh, so, we are... You know, in in our attempt to stay linked up, we're doing our third week of our iconic video game franchise brackets, and we've got the top four today. And
1: I don't think our final four will be nearly as entertaining as that UCLA Gonzaga game, but I still think there is some <laughs> decent discussion. Two of our final four participants of Mario and Pokemon, we've like not even talked about at all at this
0: point. Yeah, which I, I think will be for the best. Uh, you know, if I if I had to to rank the weeks in regards to uh, valuable conversation, I feel like we're on kind of a B stars arc here. We're like we're going up for one and two, but we're kind of gonna drop on three here. Yeah, I think that's just kind of the
1: nature of it, though. Is when you get to the end, it's <sighs> it's a lot harder to make arguments against some of them. Like they're just <laughs> yeah, they're just Goliaths. But it is interesting. When you look at the seeding, we have two one seeds, a two seed, and I think Sonic was a four or was it a five. No, it was a three seed. So we got yeah, that's that's okay. I'm surprised we got a three seed in.
0: Well, I had I had to fight you for Sonic over Halo. Oh,
1: yeah, well then we both picked Sonic over Tetris, which <laughs> I think is just kind of crazy. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but that was partly because you really wanted to see the matchup we have here.: Oh, yeah, I really just want to make you have to pick Mario over Sonic. And I mean, I will.
1: you know <laughs> Yeah, but let's let's go uh, on ahead and at least give him a, a decent shot. I don't know how much we want to go into Mario now and how much we want to save for the final spoiler. We're going to put Mario on, but I don't know how much uh comparison you want to do.
0: Look, I, like, I, I never want to be the person that says I was born in the wrong decade, right? Because I, I love the things that I am able to experience now. I think in regards to specifically media consumption, we are in the best time of our lives. Oh, yeah. 100%. We've got, like, video games are always on the rise. There's never been a drop in content. Uh, TV with uh, shit like Breaking Bad and Mad Men has never been higher quality than it's ever been. Uh, Movies, even our blockbusters, are telling actually compelling stories. But if there's something in that realm that I truly wish I could have experienced at its time, it is the very public rivalry between Nintendo and Sega. Yeah, I I mean, the only thing that you'd have as a
1: kind of comparison now is Microsoft and Sony, but I don't think it's as near as
0: big of a rivalry as that. No, because it was able to involve the public. It wasn't just the businesses going against each other in like, who can control more of the market, but because these companies had faces with Mario and Sonic, it was a fucking playground battle. You were either a kid that had a Genesis or you were a kid that had Nintendo, and you stand for Sonic or Mario. And I think that's, that's really fun. I wish we had more stuff like that. And I feel like in the recent years with the way the Sonic franchise has been since, you know, depending on your opinion, Sonic 06 or even a couple games earlier than that, I feel like people kind of forget how big Sonic was and how he truly was able to, at the time, take on Mario. At the height of both of their powers, Sonic was a legitimate rival. Yeah, I mean, I'm like, like you said. As
1: someone who was never very much into Mario or Sonic games, um, I can't speak to that too much because it's mostly just hearing it from you. Honestly, is my whole <laughs> I, I live vicariously through you on understanding that sort of a rivalry. But I'm cause I'm, I'm just trying to like com- think of anything more modern that I can compare it to, but. I don't like like I already mentioned Sony and Microsoft, but at no point in time were both of them like on equal footing. One has always been above the other. I feel like, and so I can't think of anything to compare it to. Of uh, when it comes to current icons or c- icons since the twenty first century, that you can compare that sort of a rivalry to, which is kind of yeah. it's kind of sad. Like you said, it's kind of sad we haven't had anything to fill that void. Because you're right, it is fun to have two. Competing sides that are on equal playing fields, and there are merits to both, and you just kind of you get to pick which one you like better and which one you stand for, especially today with how fucking combative people are it's It's amazing we haven't gotten
0: something to fill that void right, and I feel like part of that could be the state of video games currently, where uh, Microsoft and Sony have the rivalry on specifically a business level because in the time that Microsoft had iconic characters like uh, Master Chief or Marcus Phoenix. Sony didn't really have that uh, because the PS3 era didn't have a lot of strong exclusives. Uh, I mean, it had uh Demon's Souls. God I of War. I think was a PS3 exclusive. Uh, Uncharted. Yeah. Kratos. Kratos probably would have been the closest thing. um, I mean, yeah, Nathan Drake, and then The Last of Us with Ellie and Joel, but none of that feels on the same level as Master Chief, and it didn't help that the PS3 was not as successful of a console, um, at least as far as performance here in America is my feeling. Yeah, well, it's um, too damn but expensive. But then, for the PS4, PlayStation really ramped it up, and they have a lot of iconic franchises and characters now, because, I mean, God of War is reinvigorated, Um, you had... Uh, Aloy from I forget the name of the franchise now. Mecha like dinosaur the, game. Yeah, the Mecha dinosaur game. Um, and as Horizon Zero Dawn, Horizon, thank you, Jesus. Um, but as PlayStation sort of building a roster of their own iconic characters of franchises, then Microsoft falls off. And in the Xbox One era, they struggled to have any real iconic IPs. Any. The closest thing they had was a struggling Master Chief and Cuphead. Yeah, really, Cuphead was probably their best exclusive. Uh, I weep for the lack of success for Sunset Overdrive, but yeah. like you said, they've never really been on equal footing in the same way that Mario and Sonic were when like, they were competing companies with the same kind of game because they were both mascot platformers at heart. It's just that Sonic was doing something in a way that was idealistically perpendicular to Mario. Because, like, Sonic always had that 90s attitude and he was all about going fast. But then Mario was kind of wholesome and more about the precision than the platform mechanics. So it really was, like, same but different, you know? Yeah. I mean, both of them have racing games. So <laughs> yeah, they did. They do both have racing games, I'm,
1: too. I'm trying to, to kind of bring it back a little bit. I- I'm trying to think of, like, comparing the franchises directly. I am not very in the know on Sonic spinoffs, does it compete at all to Mario in that of like, I mean, there's insert type of family friendly game. Mario has it. Does Sonic have that equivalent?
0: Uh, He's got some, but it's really not on the level of Mario. And certainly Sonic spinoffs were never as popular. Uh, I mean, there were interesting ones like Sonic R more recently, uh, Sonic All-Stars Racing, there was Sonic Spinball, Doctor Robotics Mean Bean Machine, which was just a reskin of Puyo Puyo Tetris. Um, so they exist, but it it really is nothing on the level of Mario Kart or the Mario Sports franchise. Or then, and then you also
1: have Luigi's Mansion, Yoshi games. It's like the Mario franchise has so many other just. Characters that I could I would say are almost on par with Sonic and uh, how iconic they are that aren't even Mario himself. That that is the main reason why it's like yeah Mario's moving on, but it it's just interesting to look at when you look at just the mascot characters could trade blows, but to me the second you go past the mascot characters it's not even close.
0: Right, and that is kind of a lot of the conversation of why Sonic stays relevant, because his design, superficially, is incredible. The Sonic style, and that extends to the cast of characters, they all have fantastic designs that I really do think still stands up to Mario. But, you know, when you look at the cast of characters in full past that, uh, Knuckles did have his own game. He had Knuckles Chaotix. Tails had a small series of game called Tails Adventure uh but none of them were anywhere near the quality of something like luigi's mansion or even yoshi's island which for a lot of people yoshi's island is the best video game of all time yeah and then doesn't yoshi have that yarn game too that's pretty good or is yeah, that yoshi's epic yarn yoshi 64 yeah it... or uh yoshi story is what that was sorry do the princesses have any of their own games uh, there was Super Princess Peach on the DS, and I think there was a sequel to that. But other than that, I I wouldn't be familiar if there was. Okay, but yeah, and I remember yeah. liking Super Princess Peach, but also I was twelve. We need to get my girl Daisy a game. <laughs> yeah, Daisy, Daisy deserves more time in the spotlight. Also, about you, as much as Waluigi.
1: Do you count the Wario games as being Mario franchise games, or is that its uh, that's its own thing,
0: right? I would consider part of Mario. Oh, I, I would consider Donkey Kong separate, but Wario, I would consider Mario. Yeah, well, yes. If
1: it's a true Donkey Kong game, I, it would be separate, but ever since... Uh, it depends, because does... Well, wait. Does Donkey Kong show up in any Mario, Mario game that isn't, like,
0: the sporty ones? Um, yeah, I'm not sure if he does outside of the original. Uh, there There are... Further references to the original Donkey Kong. Um, There was a series of DS titles called Mario vs. Donkey Kong. Um, the princess from the original Donkey Kong game, uh, Rosalina... No, that's not Rosalina. I, I forget her name. But she shows up in Mario Odyssey, and uh, she is the mayor of New Donk City. So there are references, but not often does he show up in main series titles.
1: Gotcha. But I, I, I mean... The fact that we have to even think about it, it, means like, oh, I don't know, Mario's so iconic that maybe Donkey Kong's a part of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I don't know how much more we want to spend on this one, just because I
0: I, I, I don't think there's any argument for Sonic over Mario. I just don't. Yeah, at this point, I, there is a future, I feel like, where Sonic and Sega could have stuck around. And maintained power, but at some point they lost their footing, and as good as I still think Sonic can be, it's really fucking hard to argue against the pedigree of Mario. Yeah, it's because when Mario made the transition to 3D, you really can't say that Sonic Adventure was anywhere near as elegant of a transition as Mario 64. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a shame because I don't make a secret about it. I love Sonic. I really unironically love Sonic and I wish it could be better. And I I think there's a lot to be said for the past of uh, the strength of the franchise, including like multimedia ventures with the uh, the cartoons. Uh, Even the movie was actually pretty good. Uh, I just don't think Sonic gets his due enough. Because uh, more often than not, he is an easy target to be made a laughing stock. Like, literally, anytime a games journalist wants to write an article about a new Sonic game, it's going to start with something that is a similar phrase to Sonic hasn't had the best run in 3D. And then they're going to reference Sonic 06 because it's easy. He's a fucking punching bag. And it honestly makes me kind of angry. Okay. I won't but... make fun of Sonic 06. <laughs> Look, I mean, you can. It's it's make funnable. It's an awful game. It's just easy.
1: I've just only played Sonic Heroes and the Shadow game, where you get a glack people as a hedgehog. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's that is my experience with the Sonic
0: franchise. Oh uh, man, what an experience! I I need you to play <laughs> some some better Sonic games, Hayden. Eh, you know. But that being said, obviously, you know the uh. The history tells it, that Mario has to beat out Sonic here.
1: Yep. Sonic had a good run. Shouldn't have even made it here, but I let it happen. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Sonic <laughs> deserves number three. We got, we got our first entrance, entrant into the finale. The Mario
0: franchise. Goddamn, is it a behemoth. Ugh. Speaking of behemoths, on the other side. We have Pokemon versus Minecraft. Now, this, I, I, this, this can be, this is shut in case on one metric and
1: one metric alone, okay. longevity. Yeah, Pokemon's it's been, been, it's more popular than it probably has ever been. I would say, I would argue, I would argue Pokemon's more popular today than ever, mostly because you have our whole generation that grew up with it, still pretty much just as into it as we were when we were kids, and you have a whole new generation of young kids also into it and I mean it's been a thing for 25 years this is the 25th anniversary of Pokemon and Minecraft only has about a decade to go on and I I, I, I if it weren't for the longevity I think this would be a really tough decision but the longevity here I, Pokemon's weird for me and I think we talked about this some with the Street Fighter one but it's weird for me because as a I know we're doing gaming franchise but the the fact that Pokemon has branched out more than I think any other franchise on that we've had in this tournament has branched out to more media forms and is more popular in things not just in gaming says something about just how iconic the franchise is and powerful the franchise is like it it does whatever it wants it
0: succeeds in any venture it has gone into Absolutely. I, my, I, I think it says a lot about the Pokemon property that my first interaction with it was through the anime so much so that for years I thought that the video game came after. Wow. Really? Yeah. Interesting. That's interesting. I probably actually,
1: uh... I probably thought that too. Not gonna lie.
0: I just don't remember. <laughs> so I think it speaks to the success of being able to do whatever it wants, that it can be so successful outside of the video game that they serve as legitimate entry points. Like, I, I'm not sure if I know anyone who would interact with the card game first. But, you know, just speaking strictly anime to video game, the anime itself is so popular that it entirely stands on its own outside of the video game franchise. And I think that's that's damn impressive.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I can remember, I'm pretty sure my path, and it went anime, card game, the actual video games, mostly because, you know, I'm watching it, and then my parents see, oh, here's some cards, and I'm like, oh, mom, mommy, daddy, buy me, buy me cards, and then I (laughs) rip them, and then... (laughs) And then I was like, oh, there's a game that goes with the cards. Mommy, daddy, please. And then I get a Game Boy color and voila. Stop
0: saying Mommy, daddy.
1: <laughs> and then my degeneracy into Pokemon begins and I'm still a fan. And I'm now buying more merch for it. And I'm too old to be doing that. But you know what? I don't give a shit. So I'm going to give. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. This final is going to be a fight that I will lose, <laughs> but it will be a fight. Needless to say, I fucking love Pokemon, and as iconic as we've said Minecraft is with their, like, main characters and their weapons and or tools, it just,
0: it can't beat out Pikachu. <laughs> like Yeah, and, and I don't even think a decade later, if Minecraft is still around and relevant, I don't think it could ever have the kind of reach that Pokemon does. Like, Minecraft is certainly in a boom right now. Uh, and they're starting to try to move into other things, uh, other spin-off video games. There's been uh, a movie on Netflix. Uh, I but Pokemon is just so wide-reaching and incredibly successful that yeah, it it it's hard to it's hard to argue against for something as new as Minecraft. It's untested and uh, doesn't have as much. I I don't think Minecraft has as much staying power. Oh, I especially when you consider like the main series Pokemon games largely have remained unchanged for the entire duration of its run, with the exception of adding new generations of Pokemon, and it sells well every time. Pokemon doesn't go down. Well, that's that's that's
1: partly why the games don't change, is because as much as like people like me and other people in the Pokemon content creation gaming space say oh my god they just keep making the same goddamn games but and they'll they'll even say it's because they keep selling they don't have to change they don't have to innovate the formula because it doesn't matter what they put out Uh, people are going to buy it all the people bitching about them not innovating it are still going to buy the game me included so <laughs> you know I, I, there's a point I want to make when we get to the final about what what I think is going to keep ultimately could be the reason why I the main reason why I don't think Pokemon could beat Mario, but I'll save it until we officially get into the championship.
0: But unless you got anything else, I think we can move Pokemon on. Yeah, no, I, I think I think we are good. Micro had a good run. It is legitimately impressive that we could put it this high over franchises like World of Warcraft and Zelda, but uh, it pretty handedly falls to Pokemon. I think.
1: Yeah, I don't think there is any way because I'm looking at this is the thing looking at all the the franchises that we have here, I don't think there's any combination of game franchises being in a different part of the bracket where we don't end up with Pokemon and Mario, unless Pokemon and Mario were on the same side, but I purposefully didn't, because I feel like they are the two most iconic, they're the one and two overall seeds in this bracket.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, Even from the jump, I think we both kind of agreed that this was going to end at Mario and Pokemon. Yeah, I mean there
1: was a that's it's the main reason why we didn't talk much about either up until really. I think we talked about Mar- Pokemon a little bit more last week, uh, and then Mario. This is the first week we really touched on Mario and why it's just a freaking juggernaut. But here we are, the finale, and as I I think we were, I think of no matter how much uh. In analysis, we do Mario will probably be the winner, but I do think there are Pokemon has some legitimate shots at why it should win. I just don't know at the end I can give it to it. And like I just said earlier, the main reason I think it that is is because it is because Game Freak, the maker of the games, has been really has just had an iron fist on the IP. In the gaming space. Like, they haven't... They, they, they've been very conservative of branching out from the mainline games. Like, yeah, we have, you know, your Pokemon Stadium. We got a Pokemon Snap. But the fact that, like, Pokemon Snap's not, like, just... Every few years we get a new one, to me, is kind of ridiculous. You know, we then got the Pokemon Coliseum and Pokemon Gale of Darkness, which I love those games and wish more than anything that they would make another game like that. But they've been very conservative in the types of games we got. I mean, recently we got, they finally went into the mobile space. But it, they were behind the times in that. And I feel like if Game Freak was a lot more on the cutting edge of innovating and putting out new interesting concepts and getting Pokemon games that aren't the main series games in the hands of more people sooner, I think, I think Pokemon would have a legitimate shot of kind of confidently saying no, I'm more iconic than Mario.
0: Yeah, I think there there is a legitimate argument to be made. As big of a title as Mario is in the video game space. If you I mean like you've been saying, if you put Mario to Pikachu, I think more people recognize Pikachu. Yeah. But I, would agree I do with that. I do also think that being iconic comes with an amount of influence. And you know, since Game Freak like you said has a hold on the franchise they don't let people do a whole lot of experimenting with it the main series doesn't change much uh nintendo does the same thing but uh mario has influenced i would say so much more than pokemon has yes um i think pokemon more took cues from things that were happening at the time and I don't want to say perfected, but certainly improved upon the mechanics that were there. And then once they found something that worked, they stuck to their own thing. RPGs evolved in a different way that Pokemon didn't necessarily keep up with. But Mario uh, birthed the, plat- the mascot platformer genre um, and was consistently at the cutting edge of what could be done and how high of a quality platforming games could be. Nintendo and Mario solidified the idea of platformers as a genre from the get-go, from the very start of, I mean, not the very start, but, like, near the beginning of home gaming consoles. Mario and platformers have always been there at the foundation, always influencing, always evolving. And when you look to something like, you know, Banjo-Kazooie, Crash Bandicoot, I would even say Sly Cooper. Mario's there. He's always been there. Especially when you look at how fantastically the franchise made the jump from 2D to 3D. Mario is always writing the book on how to make a platformer. So much so that platformers, to me, are the base level of video games. If you're making a video game, you're making a platformer almost no matter what game you play there are elements of it there and if the elements of it are there then so is mario yeah i i
1: i mean you look at shooters nowadays and how much you know elevation and moving around and up and down cliff sides the terrain has become a thing like i mean that's not necessarily a platformer but elements of a platformer are there you know positioning matters it's not just Oh, I have better reflexes and conflict shoot you anymore. Like it, it like take games like Apex where positioning and elevation, being in the right spot, making the right like movement at the right time is very important. Like it you're right. Like platformers have <laughs> infiltrated a lot of games. If it's not an RTS, like <laughs> there's aspects of a platformer in there now.
0: But I do think there is one very strong argument to be made for whether or not Pokemon could be more iconic than that. Okay. And that is Pokemon Go. Ooh.
1: Yeah. See, with that but oh, that's good. That's good. But see, it didn't it,
0: Pokemon Go has not maintained relevance. You're right. But uh I I know a lot of people that actually still play Pokemon Go surprisingly.
1: Really? Um, That's awesome. And a
0: lot of those people are an older generation. Huh. Uh, My mom and stepdad both consistently play Pokemon Go. Almost everyone at my work still plays Pokemon Go. And that one glorious summer when everyone was playing Pokemon Go was like the closest to world peace we've ever been. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, that was... That was like a once-in-a-decade event where, for an entire summer, everyone was on the same page about something. Because even if you didn't play Pokemon Go, you knew about Pokemon Go. You knew a handful of people that were playing it. Groups of people that video games don't touch knew and possibly were excited about Pokemon Go. I, I don't know that there's, there's ever been something in my lifetime that so many people around the world were on the same page about like they were on Pokemon Go. It was incredible, legitimately.
1: Yes. Oh, God, how did I forget about that? Jesus. Because, yeah, you're right. I mean, if Pokemon Go had maintained half of its like cult-like following that it got overnight, I think you'd be right. It'd have a legitimate shot at it.
0: Unfortunately, the app wasn't, like, the best put together. The gameplay was pretty shallow outside of collecting, which turned off people like me. But then the game was simple enough that it held on to a dedicated fan base, and it's still rolling out new content every week. Yeah. Or at least every month. I'm I'm really not sure.
1: I think it's funny that you said that as the thing that could have been what put it over, because at the end of it, I think, for me, what... Makes it easy for me to say it's not, um, it's not Pokemon in this instance. Is that I feel like the majority of people before uh, Pokemon Go kind of uh changed just a little bit, but I think most of the time when people think of Pokemon, they think of the show over the game, over it being a game, a video game, and with Mario, it's a hundred percent, it's always. They think of it as a video game rather than any of the other media that it that it has. Mostly because, like, good God, some of the animated Mario shit is I don't like thinking about. <laughs>
0: but when you said you don't like Captain Lou Albano as live action Mario. No, stop,
1: <laughs> please. But it being a most iconic game franchise, I feel like you know. You got to go you got to go with Mario over on the gaming side alone. It's it's
0: Mario. Yeah, I mean I I think I think I can agree with that um because you know like I said uh, Mario influences everything. He is everywhere and as popular as Pokemon is in the public, if we're talking video games, Mario is the face of video games. Yeah, still After all this time, that's just what's crazy to me is that no one has been able to knock him off that mantle. Which, you know, thinking about it, uh, you know, that's that's kind of another point for Nintendo in general, which, you know, feels a little odd that even though Pokemon is owned by Game Freak, that is a company under Nintendo. So we are just arguing Nintendo versus Nintendo. But, you know, at least back in the day. The NES and the SNES were so ubiquitous that, you know, it was like Coca-Cola and soda, that if you had a game console, your grandpa called it a Nintendo because that was all he knew. That was just, if it was video games, it was Nintendo. And oh. I feel like Mario shares a similar spotlight.
1: Oh, yeah. I I, I think it's actually very fitting that it's two, Jap- two Nintendo, two Japanese company games that made it to the final with how big... Japan is with mascots in general, outside of gaming. Like, freaking towns have their own mascot. And, and so, they're very good at designing characters that people see and go, Oh, I like that. That's cool. And for that reason, I mean, I, I, I'm almost surprised. Well, let's see. I mean, we, we almost had three uh, Nintendo franchises in the, in the, top, in the top four. Or final four, but we had Minecraft beat out Zelda, and I mean that would have gone to that even more. Like Nintendo knows how to design appealing characters that people like and
0: make the game franchise iconic. Yeah, and even outside of that, um, Sonic is more popular in the West than he is in the East, but he's still a Japanese design character. So to your point, yeah, yeah.
1: But I think I think with that we've we've crowned our champion, haven't we? It's Mario. Yeah. It was always kind of his birthright from the start. I think we knew. Man, we like hardly even said like Bowser and that whole thing. Yeah, it didn't have to. Yeah, that's what's that. I think that's why it's like it has to be Mario because we didn't even have to go into all the characters and the iconicness of like shit. If we were just going characters, the final four would have easily been Mario, probably
0: Pikachu, and then two other Mario characters. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, uh, finally after three weeks, the end of our most iconic franchise bracket. Uh, we are calling it for Mario. Woo!
1: Shoot off the confetti guns.
0: Pew, 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 pew. Uh, do you have any closing thoughts on the bracket as a whole? Um, there were some
1: interesting matchups. I think it's just hard to do. <laughs> if we ever do one of these again, we have to do it. Do one where Mario's not in it. <laughs> Because <laughs> I just don't know how you pick something have a bracket with Mario in it and it not win unless it's like, you know, uh what's made the most money because I mean i I did not know that Mario or Pokemon has made has sold like three times as much than what Mario has, so I get like ninety billion dollars worth of sales. Oh my God, compared to Mario's like thirty, and I'm like,
0: Jesus Christ. Yeah, I also think if we do something like this again, maybe we don't do a whole 64 bracket.
1: Yeah, maybe just do 16.
0: Yeah, start at 16, or at the very least, 32. I, I Hey,
1: I was surprised at how kind of easy it was to get 64. I thought it was going to be hard, and then it wasn't. I was like, wow, that's okay. Yeah, I'm okay <laughs> with doing 64. It gave us a bunch of content.
0: Yeah. I mean, once you get down to 16, it does feel like some of these franchises were filler, but I, I do also think that, you know, these, these all had a place here. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I think there's any number of franchises we could have swapped out for something like Dead Space instead, but... Yes. There are probably some more retro ones. Like, I think... I really contemplated where
1: and if we should have had Space Invaders, because I just think that that and, like, Galaga are very iconic in the sounds they use, the uh the emblem or the the designs of the what do you want to say, monsters slash enemies, slash things that you see in it are very iconic. That we could have had a lot more retro stuff in it. I kinda leaned more to twenty first century stuff. But I mean that could be one in itself, most iconic retro series, but then again it's like Mario's still gonna freaking be there. <laughs> yeah. So I think with that, we're going to close, table the discussion on this, yep. and uh, what are we going to do, move, move to some news? Yeah, yeah, I think, uh,
0: I think, God, it, it feels like we're so far removed from the normal podcast. <laughs> like, how, well, how do we even talk about news? We've missed so much. Okay, well then we won't talk about news, and <laughs> instead, and so, well, we can get to the news later, but I, I really
1: want to give my uh, winter anime season recap. Okay, so the winter season, I think, I think it's safe to say is offici- Yeah, it's officially done. I think every show that I've been watching is over. Uh, I watched like twenty five shows, so I watched a lot. Um, and I just kind of wanted to quickly one, Chris, for you, and two, for anyone listening who is into anime. And you can't be mad because we haven't talked about anime in a while now. We had a stretch there where it seemed like we were talking about it all the time. And then I was kind of like, okay, hey, wait, let's chill a bit. <laughs> let's talk about other stuff. But um, I was just going to run through some recommendations. Again, one, Chris, for you, and two, anyone listen to all those listening. If you're into anime shows that I think are worth your time, even if you're not that into anime. Uh, but I mean, obviously, number w- the first one to recommend is Attack on Titan, the final season. Uh, I know, Chris, we talked a lot about it. And how I was predicting the pacing would go. And I'm not surprised that it's not done. The final season is not done, which I think (laughs) is a big ol' FU. Especially because they're waiting till... They're waiting six months, basically, to finish it. Like, what the hell? Um, It would
0: have been nice and made more sense if if they had finished it with a movie instead.
1: Yeah, but I think that's just because... Shoot, they might have at least six more
0: episodes. I think
1: there's at least six more... Episodes worth of material to go through, and that's like, well, that'd be like a two and a half hour movie. So I don't know. I, I I'm with you. I think a movie would have worked better. But um, another one, Horumiya, is a what is that like a slice of life, school romance? Very good. It was by Cloverworks. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I'm I'm editing the uh, year anime end of year anime awards categories for this next year and one of the one I'm one of the ones I'm adding is anime studio of the year like who had the best year and uh, Cloverworks man Cloverworks is up there they had two really good shows this season they had Hormia and Wonder Egg Priority which that'll be the next one I think I mean if Attack on Titan didn't come out this year Wonder Egg Priority is up there already up there for anime of the year discussions in my opinion that also is not done and they have a special concluding it that comes out in June, which I'm like, God damn it. have to wait till then. But that show is very good. Tackles some very uh, deep uh, themes and issues, uh, but is very, very good. The animation is wonderful. The story is a little weird, but very good. Um, We got the conclusion to the second season of ReZero, which,
0: Chris, I will just bang that drum for you to watch that show, please. I. It's so good, it's so good. I I would certainly like to get around to it eventually. I I got like halfway through season one and I really enjoyed it, but I can never explain why I fall off of these things.
1: Ugh, you pain me, you pain me. Uh, Mushoka Tensei, the uh the Godfather of Isekai. We got the first. I guess it's only the first half of that. I think we're getting the second half of the first season, or if they're just saying the second core of it. I think that comes out in the summer season. So there there's a really dumb trend anime's been doing recently where they're splitting seasons up to where it's not just here's 24 episodes. It's like here's 12 episodes, we're going to wait a season, so take 3 months off, and then here's the rest of it. And I I kind of hate it, especially like with Re:Zero and how it just splits it between years. So Putting it in like an award show format is kind of a pain in the ass. Uh, but just a few more to shout out: uh, skate the infinity, uh, very homoerotic but very good. Boys, cute boys doing skating. <laughs> I I highly enjoyed it. It was really I, good.
0: I'm actually really glad to hear that it is homoerotic. That makes oh, me yeah.
1: happy. Oh no, the whole the main villain is, <laughs> it, yes the 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 bad guy the antagonist is big gay vibes kind of like it it's it's kind you're kind of like just like wait what huh what why they're skating they're just yeah, downhill I, skating I was,
0: I was hoping that that show would just be free on skateboards kind of uh, I'm glad that it pretty much is I also <laughs> one the it, it was on my radar immediately I do want to get around to watching that I think yeah that one I know you would really enjoy and then the last main
1: one there might there's a couple like these aren't bad and worth watching, I think, but they aren't ones I highly recommend, was uh, Laid Back Camp Season 2. I thought the first season was, like, good. If you want some moe shit to just relax to and feel warm and cuddly inside, watch Season 2 because, my God, was it adorable. Holy crap. I could not <laughs> believe how much more I enjoyed Season 2 than Season 1. Um, but then other than that, show, there, there was a lot of just mid-shows, too. But uh, the the uh, cells at work, both regular and black, were good. If you like those, check them out. I wouldn't say you have to go out of your way for them. Black was definitely, I think, better, more interesting, seeing your body go through a lot of messed up shit. But uh, yeah, if, if <laughs> the rest of 2021 wants to continue on this track of just having a bunch of bangers, I'm all for it. Because 2020 sucked, and we got a great start to 2021. There's some decent shows already starting, I think, for the next season. We got My Hero and Fruits Basket. Shit, Zombieland Saga and Irumakun. Okay, I'll stop now. I've talked too much about <laughs> anime. But, um, yeah, it's, it's great to be an anime fan again. I, yeah. I like being excited.
0: I think that's a, that's a funny difference between Hollywood and anime. That uh, since there's only like so many really big studios in Hollywood, uh, people aren't just pushing movies back, but they're like exchanging release dates for movies that got delayed due to COVID. So like movies that should have already been out are being pushed back, but then movies that would have come out on that date are getting pushed back even farther. So we're just still going to have like the steady trickle of movies coming out that we would have had otherwise. But anime kind of had a boiling pressure of shows that were ready to release due to covid. Yeah. And uh I don't know if that'll keep up, but at least this last season was kind of a wave of that.
1: Yeah, I think uh honestly, I think through the summer season, through, so basically till the fall uh well, obviously, cuz it'd be the fall season. Um but, but until like uh September uh it, it, there there are are a sprinkle of shows that would have probably either come out at the beginning of this year or last year. I know this past season there were a lot of shows that were slated to come out last year uh but got pushed. But then again, it's also like I said, it's hard to tell with how many of these goddamn shows are splitting their seasons up and I oh, it irritates me. It's I just don't get it. I don't know why they're doing it. <laughs> I mean, if you could tell me why, if there's like a production reason, and like if all if if you just came on, like, oh, it's so that the 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 staffs have time to relax. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, fuck me, yeah, never mind, I'll take it because they're <laughs> overworked already. But I have no idea why, so I get to just get irritated by it without because I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, admittedly and unfortunately, we just don't know that much about the business
1: yet. I want to know more. I'm I'm gonna become an insider, Chris. <laughs> But there's our anime segment.
0: That's for you weebs out there. You're welcome. All right, let's get angry about something. Oh. What are you mad about? You see this fucking Space Jam trailer? Oh,
1: <laughs> I don't know, Chris. Do we want to put our opinions out there about this? <laughs> fuck Space Jam. Okay, well, I wouldn't say fuck Space Jam. I'm not crazy. say
0: fuck Space Jam. I'm not
1: crazy about this trailer. I don't think it looks very good. I don't really... The premise is... The premise of the first one was out there, and I'm they they are there. I feel like this one's a sellout move. Oh, absolutely.
0: I it I I I I mm. (laughs) he can't say words. He's so upset. I have never seen that's maybe not true. It has been a while since I have seen a product so maliciously checking the boxes of being a sellout move. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, if, if if you look at the original Space Jam, even that for being a weird concept wasn't new because at the very least, Roger Rabbit already did the same thing where you have live action actors played against animated cartoons, which I feel like is a thing not done very often and has yet to reach its full potential of uh, the the creativity involved. But then, like, You take everything that made Space Jam unique and surprisingly good for its time and you give it to a focus group of a bunch of, like, fucking 50-somethings in suits in a goddamn boardroom and you're like, okay, who's the new Michael Jordan? LeBron? Sure, why not? Okay, you want, like, classic Looney Tunes style? Fuck that, they're CG now. Oh, you like that they were their own universe in, like, the the Looney Tunes world we had these aliens? Fuck that, it's the internet. It's 2021, let's just do a Wreck-It Ralph again. It's it's fucking bullshit.
1: Someone was like, yeah, you remember that scene in Ready Player One where the Iron Giant was there? Yeah, we get the, get the Iron Giant. We need the Iron Giant.
0: They're just just doing it again. Why is the Iron Giant there? Why did they turn Looney Tunes World into Warner Brothers internet? It doesn't make any fucking sense. The, the only thing, I'm holding out hope,
1: not hope, I'm holding out some, Okay, I hope. I'm holding out some hope that it's not necessarily everything in the trailer. Just because I'm pretty sure there's a bunch of NBA players, other NBA players, that are supposed to be in the movie. And you didn't see a single one of them in that trailer. You just saw LeBron. So maybe... Now, if they do the fucking Monstars thing again, where all the goon squad gets their playing ability stolen from them, I'm gonna be pissed that will piss me off if you're just going to steal that part of it again and i bet you it's either going to be that or the goon squad is just going to be like like robot versions of players at their apex
0: if that if it's either one of those things i'm going to just be like god damn it and see i feel like i would have actually preferred either of those scenarios than what we have currently they they yeah. could have just they could have called it a reboot and just did Space Jam 1 again with LeBron. And I think that would have been a better movie than what they are currently marketing it to. me as. I mean, I don't even know what you can call it. It's just, it's, a, it's not a reboot. It's just a movie. It's just another Space Jam movie, right? Well, I mean, the subtitle is A New Legacy, which would signal to me that it's supposed to be a sequel. I just don't know how you can have a sequel and not have any
1: reference to the Monstars in the trailer. Yeah, like... like I is mean, John is... Cheadle supposed to be part of... Like, connected to that? I I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't think so. Because, I mean, it's not like they were on the internet in the first movie. I mean, I, I do think... Michael Jordan fell down a golf uh, hole and ended up in Looney Tunes town. I do think incorporating the internet, an internet world, is very... It's a
1: smart idea to make it. Relevant. Disagree. You're an idiot. No, no. you have to do something like that? It's the, no, you it don't. Makes the most sense. how else would you have incorporated it? Uh, LeBron James falls into a giant basket of wine and gets teleported to
0: the lunatic. <laughs> the <Looney laughs> yeah. Why world? not? I, Michael Jordan fell down a hole at a golf course. Yeah. Because he it is do a, literally anything. He, Making it the that, internet makes it a different entity. Looney Tunes is already a classic, like franchise. Looney Tunes is timeless; it doesn't have to be made relevant. You move it to the internet, and it's just jarring to me. Ah, but do you even know why they had him fall down a golf hole? Because he was a golfer.
1: Yeah, he golfs like a maniac. Michael Jordan was a super competitive golfer, and that so that's why. And that taking that, like you think, I mean, LeBron James is on the internet all the time. Because everybody I think that's very ac- or very relevant for today. Like what? How else? I, I mean, like I said, the only other thing I know that he likes to do a lot is drink
0: wine. So, <laughs> look, I'm not in the writer's room. It's not my job to write the movie. I, I am making it my responsibility to criticize it unjustly, though.
1: I would say we've only seen the first trailer. I I
0: am gonna still watch it because I need to
1: know if it's how it is. I'm, I'm I told you I'm holding out some hope.
0: It it just feels like the movie is lacking in any amount of the soul that made the first movie worthwhile. It is
1: 100% not made for millennials, which is, I think, why we don't like the trailer. It is made for younger kids, and I think that's it. It's purely targeted for... Well, but then the Iron Giant's in it, and they don't know who the fuck that is. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, I don't think it even has to be made for millennials. I mean... It, oh, no, it doesn't, but... Kids will eat anything up. But, but we're but the also, ones who grew up with it, so... But I, if they're trying to make something targeted towards a younger demographic, why are they even fucking with Looney Tunes? The right? only yeah. the only reason you make a Space Jam movie is to market towards the people that liked Space Jam. Yeah, I would exactly. think... Which is why they're like, Iron Giant! Iron Giant and Game of Thrones! They love that shit. <laughs> they just took Looney Tunes and turned it into Tron done as Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah, and ready play- was some Ready Player One thrown in there. Yeah, but then turned Wreck-It Ralph into Ready Player One instead. Yeah. <laughs> Twisting the DNA into some awful homunculus that Bugs Bunny shouldn't be involved in.
1: Okay, but let's, okay, we can't end on a sad note. So, a little bit, uh, I think, more promising movie news. They're making a Ghost of Tsushima movie.
0: Is that promising?
1: Yeah, because I'm going to figure, I'm going to get to see how it ends. <laughs> <laughs> and it's I from the know, John man. Wick
0: director. That's dope. Yeah, I mean, it'll probably have good fights.
1: I hope I, they, I hope they bring back the voice actor as the main character. I I think that will make me a lot more excited for the movie.
0: Yeah, that would be really dope. I I'm not entirely sold that we are still in an age where good video game media can be created. Uh the Sonic the Hedgehog movie was passable, but I as a fan was still disappointed. Uh the Last of Us series on HBO, I think, has promise, but it's untested. The Mortal Kombat movie still looks cheesy in not a good way, but we're seeing a lot more video games get adapted, so I'm hoping we're approaching quality. The you, you, Witcher is possibly the closest to that, but even that was more based on the books than it was the video games. Aren't, aren't most of
1: these video game movies being funded by, like, Tencent? Oh, you know, they,
0: they very well could be.
1: And I think that's why we're getting them, because they see them, that they can be bad, but they know they'll sell because young people like to go see video game adaptations and movies, no matter how bad they are. They sell to kids or younger people. Like, I, I think that's the only reason we're getting so many of them, is because we have Tencent or other Chinese film companies being like, yeah, fuck it, we'll throw a couple whatever, million-dollar big budget at it, it'll sell in the U.S., and it'll probably sell in China, and that's all they care about. Although, Ghost of Tsushima, probably actually not funded by Tencent, because <laughs> pretty sure China and Japan kind of don't have the best blood.
0: Hey, shout-out to the Castlevania, two. though, holding down the floor with, like, uh, one of the best anime I've ever seen. Hell yeah. Uh, speaking of China, though, uh, so you have not seen... Godzilla versus King Kong yet? No, uh, I do want to throw out an interesting little bit about that movie. Does it take place in China? It takes place in Hong Kong.
1: Wow! So that one, that one is funded by Tencent. I know because King of the Monsters and Kong Skull Island are funded by Tencent. I saw that one. I, I watched those two last week. Yeah, in, and, in anticipation. Uh, That's those... pretty fucked up. Holy shit.
0: Yeah, those (laughs) movies do great in China. And let me tell you, uh, Hong Kong gets fucking demolished in that movie. Well, that was my whole thing after the first two Godzilla movies. I'm like, what U.S.
1: cities left to blow up? Well, uh, this is on a different level, Hayden, I'm telling you. Oh, is it worse than like the DC just not being there anymore?
0: Hong Kong gets leveled. Like <gasps> over the course of 3 to 4 rounds of robot fighting, not robot monster fighting. I was like, what are you trying to tell me, Chris? <laughs> no, 3 Although to 4 I, rounds of monster fighting. I've already
1: I already think I know that that might be a thing.
0: Uh Don't so explain. like I I couldn't shake the feeling that it it was targeted a little bit and it made me kind of uncomfortable.
1: Oh no. Well, now that you've pointed that out, that's all I'm going to think about.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and don't get me wrong, the fights are great. I want to see giant monsters ruin cities. How, That's why you're here. How but... much of it was the fighting? Because I've heard that it's most of the movie. Uh, It's it's a very good chunk. I would say, I, without the hard numbers and being separated from it for a while, I think it's comparable to King of the Monsters with how much monster there was. Okay. Did you, I, that was, I, I, having
1: watched that, I... You know, I remember hearing everyone's criticism of King of the Monsters was, oh my god, too much human element. Ah! And then I got, like, through the first half of it, and I was like, you know, that wasn't actually bad, you know? The, the human element was there to move the story along. It was okay. We're rolling. And then the second half of the movie happened. <laughs> and boy,
0: did I not care about three-fourths of it. Yeah. I, I do think this movie has, like, the dumbest plot elements so far of any of the <laughs> no. movies. But then I kind of don't care because it's at least in a fun way and I'm here for the monsters anyway. Um, But I do think this movie has possibly the best ratio of human to monster of all the movies so far as well. Wait, so you're telling me that the relationship
1: between that little girl from the trailer and King Kong is actually stupid?
0: No, that's fine. That's actually okay. Wow, okay. I was expecting that to just be stereotypically dumb. No, I think, uh, you you haven't seen Skull Island yet, and I think I you did. should. Oh, I did. you did. I watched okay. that this weekend. Uh, uh, that little girl is like part of the tribe that Kong was protecting. That's on the what island. I figured. When, I, when, you, when you see them in that one, I was like, ah, uh, I know where that little girl's from. Yeah, so no, she, she's actually fine. She's great. I, oh. I, I like that element of the movie a lot, actually. Also,
1: can we talk about, can we pivot and talk about Kong Skull Island for a second? Sure. Um. John C. Riley's character is fucking weird and does not <laughs> mesh with the tone of that movie at all.
0: It's like, oh my Absolutely. god, we're dying.
1: Let's tell a stupid joke.
0: Absolutely, I loved it, but I was like, this is so weird. Yeah, uh, Kong Skull Island on the whole has the best humans of the monster verse. it, it uh, Kong Skull Island is the best movie <laughs> of the four so far, and I mean, it actually Brie has a, a good human story. Brie Larson was just looking fucking hot the whole movie. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is some Laura Croft energy. Holy shit. Okay, but put some respect on my Hiddleston, man. Which one was he? I think that was Tom Hiddleston, right? The uh, he, British guy? He was the photographer. Photographer. Think, the black guy? I, I think, no, not the black. Tom Hiddleston, Hayden. I don't know who that is. Loki. Oh, yeah, the uh, the the tracker guy. Sure, it, that was it's him. It's been a while since I've seen
1: Skull Island. Holy shit, he was the British guy. That's wild. I, I was it up watching that quick. whole movie, going, "I've seen him somewhere, but I don't remember where." <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was Tom Hiddleston. I'm not crazy. I'm all, I'm all ready to watch uh, King of the Monsters this week. I was, I would say, I'd watch it tonight, but I'll be watching the national championship game. Uh. And god damn it, I'm not gonna be able to stay awake for that. But maybe tomorrow <laughs> I'll finally watch it and then we can we can talk about that some next week. But we got yeah. to we're getting into crunch time for the Oscars, Chris. And I haven't watched a single new Oscar movie since we talked about nominations, mostly because I've been trying to find time to catch up on the Godzilla shit. And the NCAA tournament's been a thing, so all my weekend time has been spent watching college basketball.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, kind of same. But
1: I'm ready to lock in. We got like three weeks. Yeah, God, it's
0: so late. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like that it's in three weeks. Uh, less than three weeks now. But uh, yeah. you you have a little bit more work to do in that regard than I do.
1: Yeah, but I can I can knock these suckers. out. This week's the perfect week. This and next week are perfect for me because, as with like I said earlier, with the anime season being over, uh, a couple shows start this week. Uh, but most of them will start by the end of next weekend, so I got a lot of time in the evenings to fill with not playing Apex to uh, <laughs> to watch some movies.
0: Yeah, I think I might try to get around to watching Nomad Land finally tonight. Uh oh nice. But otherwise I actually uh I started rewatching Atlanta at work. And, oh uh, no. God damn, is that a good show? I need to I need to finish it. I've only got like through Most of the first season, yeah. Atlanta is actually just so good. Donald Glover is a gift to media, yes, yes, he is. Acting, writing, music man, man, does it all. He's he's really good. Oh, I've started uh
1: re watching the uh, Avengers movie, all the Marvel movies, uh, so I can give some updates on how weird the original movies are <laughs> and i'm looking forward to just seeing the progress because i don't i haven't seen them all so this will be interesting to actually watch all of them yeah. except i was told that uh i'm not we're not allowed to watch hulk so we're skipping the hulk which i'm actually <laughs> okay with because i've seen it and i don't really want to watch it again so yeah yeah hulk that would is, technically uh,
0: that'd technically the, be the second one but the events of hulk are Probably, like, broadly canon? But, yeah, we, we just don't talk about that one anymore. I looked up a
1: Marvel release order to watch in, and the Hulk was on there. I didn't know if it would be, but it is. Because at the end, John, Tony Stark shows up. Yeah. Re- which, Shepard's not even in it ever again, is he? Uh, the General?
0: Is it General Shepard? I think it was Ross. I Maybe. Don't I don't know. I have not actually seen The Incredible Hulk. What? Yeah. No, I, I, I missed that one. So I, that's why I actually, you think... I didn't get into Marvel until Age of Ultron? Wow. Yeah, so my experience with the first two phases was kind of spotty, and I just never got around to watching Hulk.
1: Okay, wow. That's wild. I didn't know how small Phase 2 was. It's only like five movies. <laughs> yeah. And it like, was a year. Of movies, that was it. But I think I think we're about done, huh?
0: Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, okay, uh, a a good end to about a month of bracket talk, and we're yeah. getting back on track with our normal podcast schedule. Which uh, sports ball <laughs> probably going to be talking a lot of movies going forward. Uh, and, I'm until Winter I Soldier. make us talk about anime. Yeah, until there's something worth talking about on anime. Yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, that'll do it for this week. So, as always, if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, how about you leave us a cool five stars? And if you're listening literally anywhere else, tell a friend. I want to see those numbers go up on the downloads, so spread the word. Got to pump those numbers up. And uh, follow us on Twitter at Obsession underscore Pod. And, uh, hey, unless you have anything else, I think that'll do it. Bye-bye.